organized backlash today over the governor's recent emergency order. Reporter Julian Paras is live in Old Town, where a rally formed in opposition of that order. Julian. Yeah, that's right, Sasha. We got here at uh, Civic Plaza sometime around noon, and we could see a small gathering of people. They brought their own guns, and they were here in support, in defiance, I should say, of that emergency order that Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham put in place. Now, when we got here, our, our photographer, Patrick, and myself saw a number of people uh, come together with this crowd, and we saw it grow over time. They waved the American flag, held a number of signs, and displayed their own firearms. Many we spoke with say the governor's order to suspend the act of carrying a firearm in public is going against their constitutional rights. Now, although they are aware of the penalties they could face now, they tell us they are ready to face those consequences. And others who showed up to this gathering say there should be more discussion between the two sides to find solutions. You're going to take the rights away from everybody because one person broke the law. I think we're past the point of the Second Amendment, Second Amendment, Second Amendment. What, I, fine. For me, that was back with muskets, and things were a little different then. Now, representatives and attorneys also gathered at this event to share their voice in opposition to Governor Grisham. Now, this gathering was peaceful for the most part until we decided to speak with others who shared a different perspective. Tonight at 10, you will see how this gathering displayed two sides of this issue. Live in Old Town, Julian Paras, KYT, Action 7 News. The ATF's raiding firearms dealers' homes to close them down. Welcome to Training Tuesday on the Rob Manus Show here at the Red Voice Media Network. Uh, and uh, we don't have our spaces audience tonight due to, due to a technical issue, but uh, I guarantee you they'll be back uh, tomorrow night. You know, well, folks, the Second Amendment obviously is under attack. The governor of New Mexico just suspended all citizen firearms carrying, as you just saw in that clip there, uh, including permitted concealed carriers. Why is the ATF and other federal agencies raiding firearms dealers? The ATF is raiding federal firearms license holders for reasons not associated with FFL violations quite often, and they're confiscating documents with gun purchasers' protected information on them. It's against the law for the federal government to create and maintain a gun, maintain a gun owner registry. The ATF raided today's guest's home and shop in a continuing effort to assault the Second Amendment by closing down FFLs, especially home-based ones and those that just go to and deal at gun shows. More than 50 government agents wearing ballistic helmets, body armor, and carrying fully automatic rifles assaulted this man's home with he and his three children there. They even brought in two bomb squads for nothing more than novelty hand grenades, some smoke grenades, and a plastic replica of an RPG. It was nothing more than a dog and pony show, according to our guests. They illegally seized all of his firearm inventory, took the DVRs from the security system, took his computers, papers, and even a hard drive that didn't have anything on it than, other than his children's photos. My guest today is Mr. George Peterson, owner of PDW Solutions, a Second Amendment advocate and an NRA and Louisiana State Police Certified Firearms Safety Instructor. Well, George, welcome back to The Rob Mena Show. And it looks like we uh, don't have an audio. Check your mute button, George. 
and uh, we're going to bring him back in here. Uh, but uh, a lot of breaking news today, folks. The uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, uh, announced uh, finally uh, a uh, impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Ah, there he is, uh, Mr. George Peterson. Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show, George. Good to see you. Good to see you, Colonel. How you been? Good. I don't know if you saw the cold open clip there about the New Mexico governor, but uh, uh, as a Second Amendment advocate, uh, before we uh, do a little deeper dive into your uh, your situation uh, that the ATF pulled on you, I think for a second time in your professional experience as a gun dealer, uh, you know, uh, this governor, Lujan Grisham, out in New Mexico, is, is completely insane. I mean, she is actually on the record as saying, I have the right, I have the right to take away gun rights or any other rights for that matter is what she was alluding to, uh, but especially gun rights because there's been too much gun violence. And you know, one of the things they do, George, when you dig, peel the layers of the onion back on, on the particular case of the 11-year-old child uh, that uh, triggered this idiocy out in New Mexico, uh, it turns out that the child was not killed due to gun violence. It was she, uh, the child died due to gun mishandling or, you know, not doing the right thing. Uh, uh, but the but the lefties, they want to count all of those accidental deaths and accidental discharge or unintentional discharge deaths, uh, no matter what the age of the person is, as gun violence uh, so they can get their numbers up and uh, and create uh, uh, false outrage. Yeah, uh, these these um, anti-gun uh, leftists, what they do is they use the, a lot of these different misnomers where they want to create, you know, this boogeyman out of an inanimate object saying that there's gun violence. I I've, I think I probably own personally 20 or so guns, and none of my guns are violent by themselves. You know, it's not gun violence. You know, possessing a gun is, it's it, you're possessing an object. It's, a, it's an object. It's what you do with that object that makes it a criminal act. You know, so it's not necessarily where it's a, uh, 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 you know, gun violence. That's one of the misnomers that they love to throw out. You know, you know the, the guns are, you know, so violent and everything. So, <clears throat> but uh, Governor Grisham, she seems to be a person who all on her own island in New Mexico. Uh, today, even the state attorney general, another Democrat, said that what she did doesn't pass constitutional muster. He's not going to defend her. Yeah, he, he said he put out a letter today. Uh, uh, you beat me to it. I was going to ask you if you'd seen it. That he even says, we're not going to defend you against the lawsuits being brought against you, which is normally the job of the state attorney general is to defend the governor's, uh, uh, the executive branch uh, <laughs> uh, in lawsuits. Uh, you know, and he even said, we're not going to defend you or go to court uh, to support state police that issue a citation uh, or make an arrest on this. It's just not going to happen. Uh, and I don't know if you saw it or not, but the uh, Bernalillo County uh, sheriff out there said he's not going to enforce an unconstitutional executive order like this. And, and that's the, the target was Albuquerque. 
Albuquerque, I was a base commander uh, at Kirtland Air Force Base at the southeast corner of Albuquerque. We, we pretty much were part of the city uh, there, uh, but on the western and southwest side of that city, it's a city of over a million people. Uh, there's always been a major gang problem, major drug trafficking problem. It comes in from across the porous border uh, and those kind of things, uh, and, and there's a large population of criminals inside the city. Uh, so in that way, it didn't really surprise me that there's a continuing gun problem there. Uh, I guess the surprise was, well, I'm just going to uh, suggest that there's an emergency situation and invoke my emergency powers. And I've been, I've been harping on this issue uh, to everybody that I can talk to at the state level that uh, emergency powers laws must be reformed. Uh, if we didn't learn that in this pandemic, you better learn it after this. Uh, and in that reformation, the governor's power has to be severely restricted by the state legislatures, don't you think? You would think that the, the Constitution itself would have restricted the governor from the usurpation of the constitutional rights of the American people. These are all, the, the Bill of Rights are all absolute inalienable rights granted to us by our creator, not the government. It is strictly to restrict the government from infringing upon the rights of the people. And every time these government people, they, they want to overreach, overreach, overreach. There are two federal statutes, uh, 18 USC 241 and 18 USC 242. The problem is, is that they are underused because those two statutes are about the deprivation of rights and the conspiracy under the color of law to deprive constitutional rights of persons who are enacting their constitutional rights. So to me, and I'm just a simple layman, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a congressman, I'm not one of these fancy mm -hmm. suits you know, from Washington, you know, but to me, those are laws that are on the books that need to be enforced by against every every prosecutor, every politician who pushes any kind of legislature or any kind of action against the American people that infringes upon their American their their constitutional rights, these people should yeah. be prosecuted. Oh, they absolutely should. But I think that second law is actually being used. It's one of the uh, one of the charges against President Trump out of the D.C. court on the January sixth issue. They're accusing him of of deprive using the color of law to deprive uh, uh, voters of their rights uh, by trying to say the election was tainted, uh, uh, et cetera. Those kind of things. Unfortunately, that guy Jack Smith should be prosecuted too. Uh, to the maximum extent of the law, along with the judge that still hasn't recused herself, even though Trump, uh, Trump's team requested that yesterday, uh, and she's completely biased and tainted. Well, George, we've got to take a commercial break here to pay for this thing now that it's a live show. Uh, so yep. we'll be right back after these messages with Mr. George Peterson, uh, owner of PDW Solutions, a uh, federal firearms license carrier. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. 
it won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833-2-USA-GOLD. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833-2-USA-GOLD. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Well, fellow Americans, you just heard about the breaking news uh, on Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar, uh, and it's being implemented as we speak, but don't be fooled. It's not going to benefit you. Act now before it's too late. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow, that's what it's called, FedNow, started on July 1st, 2023, just two months ago. So brace yourselves. This is, it caught me off guard. I'm sure it's going to catch many of you off guard. Your hard-earned assets really are at risk, but there's a way to legally opt out of the digital dollar in time. How? With one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends over at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar and volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. That's right. Call now. 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take to immediately transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden or anybody else force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two, USA Gold, right now. 833-287-2465. Yes, call them right now. 833-2-USA Gold. Welcome back to the Rob Manus Show live here on the Red Voice Media Network, where we dare to bring you the facts and the truth, and that makes us dangerous, the most dangerous network in America. We're new, we're growing fast, and that's because we absolutely bring you the facts and the truth and don't try to push propaganda into your brain like those government media outlets do uh, uh, in the government uh, itself is trying to do today. Uh, so we're talking about the uh, Second Amendment being under attack and these federal law enforcement agencies raiding uh, federal firearms license, FFL holders uh, that are uh, gun dealers. They have shops, they deal out of their homes, they, some deal exclusively out of gun shows. And the uh, owner of PDW Solutions, Mr. George Peterson, uh, is here with us today. But let's show clip two, Krista, uh, before we bring George back in. 
Hey, how's it going everybody? Welcome back to 2A News Now and I really appreciate you taking your time tuning into my video. I have some really important news for you guys. An ATF SWAT team raided a part-time FFL's Oklahoma home and confiscated all of his guns. And they told him, and I quote, we're shutting the gun shows down. Russell Fincher is a high school history teacher, a Baptist pastor, and a part-time gun dealer. He also coaches Little League in his hometown of Tuscahoma, Oklahoma, which has a population around 151 people. Fincher, who is 52, has had a federal firearms license for around three years. He has no brick-and-mortar gun shop. He's what used to be called a kitchen table FFL. He sells most of his firearms at gun shows, including Wanamaker's Arm Show in Tulsa, living in Southeast Oklahoma. If you don't have a gun under $400, people ain't buying it. He said on Thursday, rarely do people come to my house to buy a gun. In April, Fincher received a call from the ATF. They wanted to do an inspection at his home. I told them they were more than welcome at any time. Two ATF inspectors arrived a few days later. They spent three hours at his home. They took pictures of his 4473s with their cell phones, which Fincher has since learned is illegal, although a common practice. Honestly, they were nicer than I expected, he said. They said I had some guns that had some traces on them, which concerned them, and he said it concerned him as well. The inspectors returned two weeks later. They had some concerns involving Fincher's penmanship, which they couldn't read on a couple of forms. They also found that he juxtaposed the model number of a firearm with the weapon's serial number, which Fincher was attempting to rectify. On June 16, Fincher and his son were packing for a gun show in Tulsa when the phone rang. It was the ATF. They said they wanted to talk to him before he left for the gun show. We can come out to the house, he recalls the agent saying. I told him sure I'd be home. Seven vehicles roared up to his home and out came a dozen ATF agents in tactical gear with AR-15s. Mr. Fincher said it was like the Trump raid. They called me out onto the deck and handcuffed me. My son was there and saw the whole thing. He is 13 years old. They held him on the porch for about an hour and was surrounded by agents. One by one, they yelled at him about what he was doing. Well, that seems to be uh, pretty typical of a lot of things that are happening. And uh, again, uh, uh, gun shop owner PDW Solutions, uh, George Peterson is with us today to talk about his experience that just happened not long ago, didn't it, George? It was actually on June 29th, uh, 2022. Um, we had 50 plus agents plus Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office and other assorted agencies they were all a part of this raid uh and you know this we've never had an inspection they never had an inspection as a matter of fact i actually questioned a industry operations uh atf agent at the alario center about um when are y'all going to come out and do you know uh, inspections or anything i have some questions and the agent replied to me we're not doing inspections anymore under the biden administration all we're doing is revocations that's exactly his words. Hmm. So, so uh, did they have a warrant for this raid when they came out? Yeah, they have a warrant. They had a warrant. And, you know, what's funny about the warrant was that it was very uh, ambiguous, which is typical of the ATF. I think that's what the A in ATF stands for is ambiguity. Um, but they, 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 they uh, I since found out for one of the things that they were accusing me of was straw purchases. They said that they had an agent who came in here 
and bought two guns. And one was for a felon who was with him. However, I was the person who was here. And I actually called out the agent and I said, you're a fed. Because I told him he was a fed. I said, you're only going to be able to buy one gun today. And I only put one gun on the 4473 and one gun on the receipt. Well, lo and behold, after the smoke cleared and I was able to get a thumb drive back with the PDFs of the uh, uh, receipts, the receipt for this one uh, agent uh, actually wound up having two. It had one when I sold it to him. When I when it, the receipt was returned to me, there was two guns on that receipt. They were trying to make it look like I sold two guns to this per, to this person. They doctored the information, so their warrant was based upon false evidence, which is typical. Um, at the uh, bond hearing that I went through, because they wanted through indictments, you know, prosecution, all this nonsense. Um, the, the agent actually, uh, who who took stand, perjured himself. Hmm. He, he perjured himself. He claimed that a lady came from the, the office, the shop where I have behind my house, because I have a separate building, uh, separate alarm system, separate locks, separate building. It's not part of the primary residence, which is one of the stipulations under the ATF's law, which is written outside of the legislative process. ATF writes their own laws. Um, right. But it, 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 my shop is a separate building. Anyway, the lady came because she was looking to attempt to purchase a gun, but she was delayed, and she didn't walk out with the gun. They followed her because they were parked outside. And he perjured himself on, on stand and it's claimed that she walked out with a gun when she, in fact, did not. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. So, what what is for the audience? What is the four four seven three? You heard it in the clip. Uh, uh, they're opening this segment. Uh, 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 what is that document? So, forty four seventy three is a record of transaction. That is where we uh, FFLs write down the serial number, the make, the model, uh, the caliber of the firearm, and then the person, the buyer, uh, puts down all of their information uh, that matches their their driver's license or their state ID. And, um, and they go through a series of questions, the gun's for you, you're not a felon, you know, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. We call this information in or we log it in online to the, AT, um, to the FBI, uh, NICS, which is National Instant Criminal Background Check System. And uh, the NICS gives us either a uh, proceed, a delayed, or deny. And denials are going to be when somebody gets denied, it's either they have something in their criminal history, maybe they got a mm -hmm. bench warrant for a traffic ticket that they forgot about, or they could have domestic abuse uh, stuff going on or uh, maybe some sort of medical history that would pop up, like a mental illness that would pop up. Uh, and that would deny, that would be a denial. What would uh, cause a delayed like that? You said the lady that walked out without the gun uh, was delayed. What, what would cause that? So a lot of times, you know, there could be a delay where they have to do a further review of the person's record, maybe, you know, similar names or some other history that she may have had that was cleared or uh, maybe it was cleared, but they still wanted to question it and look into it further. Yeah. 
So one of the questions I had, though, is why would it be illegal for you to sell two guns to one individual at, at one uh, one purchase? This, I've well, done that before. Because this particular individual, it was, I call it, um, but, um, it was, the guy was, the, F, the ATF agent looked like, um, you know, the, 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 a beach bomb, all right? So he mm -hmm. was like buff, blonde-haired, beach bomb, and he had yeah. with him an Uncle Fester-looking dude, an older guy who looked like, who was, who told me he was a felon who, who has an right. Oklahoma driver's license. And I told him right away, you're not qualified to buy a gun. You have to go to Oklahoma and get your uh, 4473 done there at your home state where your license is. And I told him that. Oh, so I can't, uh, if I live in Louisiana, I can't drive over to Mississippi and buy a gun at a gun store? You can buy a long gun, but not a handgun. I can sell a long gun to people who are out of state, but I cannot sell a handgun. That's interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. So why did they confiscate all of your firearms? You know, that's a good question. Uh, they came in. And, uh, you know, all I can think of is it's punitive. They just wanted to see what they can do, how they can harm American citizens. You know, if I was a Ukrainian, I, I would be getting, you know, shipment sent. But instead, you know, because I'm an American citizen, you know, they're going to try and punish us. Well, I mean, it's obvious that uh, the rogue federal government uh, is no longer doing its job of protecting citizens' rights uh, any longer, especially the citizens that disagree with the regime. Uh, and the regime uh, doesn't like you, George. The regime doesn't like me because, uh, uh, a, a, you believe in the Second Amendment, and B, I'm talking about their, their craziness. Uh, this is one of those craziness things, and they don't like that. Uh, and uh, I think somebody, I heard somebody say, the process is the punishment. Uh, nowadays when it comes to federal law enforcement, especially. It looks like local and state, too, with the thing going on with Trump over in Georgia, uh, in Fulton County over there with that RICO case. Uh, uh, so, yeah, they don't like you. Uh, they're going to put you through the process to punish you. Uh, but uh, after this commercial break, I want to talk about what, uh, if you can, uh, obviously, it's a it's an open case, I'm assuming. So you're limited on what you can say, but I'd like to I'd like to get your perspective on where you think it's going and what what you think the outcome uh, will be. Right after these messages, we're talking with the owner of PDW Solutions, another victim of the ATF, a federal law enforcement agency that has raided his shop and his home because he holds a federal firearms license and they don't like how he does business. We'll be right back. How in the world could such a small group of people with limited resources change world history? But in fact, that's happening, and it's the power of the truth. The truth is like kryptonite. Healthcare isn't, in some sense, working very well. Foster Colson is thinking about this. He's got a new company, an online healthcare platform called The Wellness Company. Telehealth company called The Wellness Company. The Wellness Company. TWC.health is The Wellness Company. The most popular product is the detoxification supplement. 
on that features natokinase. Natokinase is the only enzyme that we're aware of right now that dissolves the spike protein. Spike protein is loaded in the body with the COVID-19 infection and definitely with the vaccines. We've been completely accurate on the spread of the virus, early treatment, on the deficiencies in hospital care, and now the deaths that are occurring after vaccination. This is a human outrage and it's occurring at the end of a hypodermic needle. Isn't it interesting? Natural substances combating this man-made disaster. raids targeted at least 10 properties in the Fort Wayne area at the end of last week. There is still no official word on the reason. News Channel 15's Adam Widener continues to look into the investigation and joins us now from Studio 15 with the latest. Well, last Friday we got footage of officers and FBI agents removing at least 40 guns from a home on the southwest side of town. Well, today we showed that footage to a local gun dealer. Her perspective of the confiscated firearms might give you a closer look at the target behind at least one of last week's raids. Some of these guns are hard to come by. Angie Freeland is a managing partner of Freedom Firearms in Fort Wayne. She hadn't seen our extended footage of Friday's raid in the Westlakes neighborhood until today. And the reason I'm so in awe of it, I guess, is because guns are getting harder and harder to get a hold of. Freeland pointed out several rifles and long guns carried by officers, not to mention some rare weapons, a telling statement about the owner. But I see a lot of collector guns coming out, so I'm assuming that this is a a collector also. No, that's that's probably 2500 to 3000 that one. She thinks it's a pricey collection. I would say just from what I saw, we're talking at least twenty or $30,000, just the ones I saw come out in that three-minute clip. Gun stores are required to alert federal officials if someone buys more than one handgun in a five-day period. But Freeland says if the buyer is qualified, it's perfectly legal to own that many weapons. You can purchase, if you would like, as many firearms as you can afford as long as you're not prohibited. As of right now, the FBI is not giving a timetable of when it will release more information. It says it still may be a while. Of the 10 properties raided, one of them was Michael Fabini's home. He's a brother of former NFL player Jason Fabini. I went to Michael Fabini's home today. Someone was there, but no one answered the door. Live in Studio 15, Adam Widener, News Channel 15. Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show. That raid was 10 years ago. Uh, so this is not really uh, that new of a phenomenon, but it is a the rate of the occurrences of these raids uh, is definitely uh, changed and increased uh, in uh, since at least 2021, uh, if not earlier, uh, by these rogue federal agencies. Uh, that uh, as our guest today, Mr. George Peterson, owner of PDW Solutions. Uh, uh, said uh, it's, they get to write their own laws. And that is a problem. Uh, well, George, welcome back to the Rob Mana Show uh, live here. Uh, so wh what do you expect uh, to see down the road with your case? So with my case, so let's just back up for one quick second. What they're doing, and 10 years ago, 
was when we had Obama 1.0, which was about, in other words, Obama was president then. Now we have Joe Biden, which is Obama 2.0. So it's every time that you get a Democrat in the White House that you get these kind of overreaching gun grabs by federal agency. And, you know, they go after people who are collectors. They go after people like myself, who is just a, a simple small businessman, um, you know, doing the right thing because I would totally deny anybody who came to my shop was not who was a prohibited person. Uh, if they came in, they smelled like marijuana. They were definitely automatically denied, mm -hmm. uh, not allowed to even come into the shop because you know and I don't need that smell in my store. You know, um, I had incidences where I contacted JPSO or ATF regarding suspicious persons. Uh, regarding, I had MS-13 coming through the Biden's porous, you know, southern border. I had MS-13 come to my shop wanting to buy a gun. I'm like, yeah. no, no. And I contacted ATF and I got nothing. No response from ATF when I told them that MS-13 came to my shop trying to buy a gun. Um, Home-based FFLs are probably one of the safest. I knew that my place was safe. You know, a lot of retail shops get hit, you know, with these ram raids, you know, where these people run mm -hmm. trucks to the retail store and they rob them and steal their guns. My shop was nowhere capable of being raided, ram raided. We were never robbed until the ATF came and robbed us on June 29th. You know, so the so just to answer where we're we going with this, this is an assault on the Second Amendment. Yes. Like the lady said, you know, it's getting harder and harder for people to buy guns. And when you take away licenses from FFLs, then they can't buy, they, they don't have access to being able to buy guns. I mean, it's a total infringement upon the, the Second Amendment right of the people to keep and bear arms. Um, one other thing that they're doing is that they recently passed a new ATF law out, passed outside of the legislative process, which is where they're going to start. Um, redefining uh, people who are engaged in the business. Uh, they have a whole new rule going on now, whereas that if you are, if you sell a gun, any one gun, you have to be, you have to have an FFL. The irony there is that they're wanting to force private sales to become FFLs, while at the same time, they're revoking FFL. It's, it's just a catch-22. So where my mm -hmm. case is, they've already, they've already revoked my license. They said, well, you, you didn't re re the, to appeal the revocation, you have to appeal to the ATF. So that's right. like the hen going to the fox to appeal the fox raiding the hen. It's ridiculous. Um, I told them I'd rather you in civil court. Um, there's one, the one caveat was when they raided us, I had a, unregistered firearm suppressor. Mm -hmm. You know, I just believe that that's the, the NFA, National Firearms Act of 1934, it's a restriction on guns. It's a restriction where you have to pay a tax and you have to register certain guns, machine guns, uh, short barrel mm -hmm. rifles, short barrel shotguns. And well, in 1934, they were not in common use by our military law enforcement. You fast forward to where we are today in 2023, almost every patrol car in America has a suppressed 
select fire short barrel rifle in their trunk. The United States Marine Corps just issued 30,000 suppressors hmm. to their basic infantrymen. We're at a point now where the National Firearms Act has outlived itself. Right. And my case, because the only thing that they were actually, they raided me, they said that, you know, you had too many traces, that there were straw purchases, that, you know, I was operating out of the back of my house, whereas the ATF would rather that I had everything operating out of a storage facility. And I was meeting people in the lobby of a storage facility to transfers. That's the, mm-hmm. my, that's the mindset of the, uh, the ATF. And I won't use the word I want to use to describe, but just to say that ambiguity- Doesn't, doesn't seem like a very secure methodology. They are not, for... they have no, no secure, and, and they, they talk out of both sides of their mouth and they lie. And there's no, you know, most law enforcement, actual real law enforcement agencies, um, mm-hmm. back, you know, the constitutional rights of the citizens, sheriff's departments and stuff like that. ATF strictly is engaged in the business of infringing upon the rights of the American. That's their whole mission. So when they're going after people like you, uh, is that keeping them from going after the real criminals? You know, like like this governor in New Mexico, she's going after the legal gun owners. She even admitted it. She said that she said this is not going to have any impact on criminals uh, and firearms being used in crimes. Uh, she even said it. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, if they're going after you guys, uh, what <laughs> they're not able to go after the bad guys. Well, and, so, and aren't they supposed to go after the bad guys? Well, here in New Orleans, as you know, Tulane and Broad, which is where the courthouse is, it's been mm-hmm. known for cases being a revolving door. And now that George Soros has been funding the DAs and judges all across the country, it's gotten worse. And my opinion is that they're doing this to create chaos. The more chaos you can create, the more that the public will say, we've had enough of this violent crime, because it's not gun crime, it's violent. We've had enough of this violent crime and they keep releasing these people back out on the street, continue to do the violent crime over and over again while they're going after the law-abiding citizens. And the citizens, the people, the public, the voters are going to say, we need more federal intervention. That's where it's pushing it to. And eventually we're going to need more, you know, we need the United Nations to come in with their gun control and make this globalism where we can have, you know, a uniform global, uh, you know, uh, gun-free, you know, um, utopia. And it's just not going to happen. I mean, in America, there's 300,000 lawful, um, 300 million uh, legal Americans, right? Natural Americans. Another 50 million illegals, you know, because of the open Mm -hmm. border decades. So we got 350 million people and about 400 million guns. They can't just keep the guns, you know? That's why they're going after the gun dealers, so they can backdoor the Second Amendment. And then they're trying to make everybody who does a private sale sale into a, uh, to have to have a 4473 transaction done for that private sale. It's just, everything that they're doing is a backdoor. 
And I'm looking forward to pushing back with the help of Firearms Policy Coalition, Gun Owners for America, Second Amendment Foundation, National Association of Gun mm -hmm. Rights, RA. I'm a member of all these groups. And the thing that I believe is that the Second Amendment is not about a firearm. The Second Amendment is about the right of self-defense and self-preservation. And it doesn't matter yeah. if it's slinging a rock, the jawbone of an ass, if it's a musket, an AR, or a direct energy pulse ray gun, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not infringe. And right. magazines, ammunition, suppressors, anything that they restrict, that they tax, that they that they infringe upon, mm -hmm. you know, violates those 14 simple rule uh, words in the Second Amendment. Well, are you getting any uh, any financial support for your legal or legal support from any of the organizations that you just named off? Not as of yet, because what we're getting ready to do, I just did a conditional plea uh, agreement with the um, with the district court uh, in order to uh, move it forward to the circuit court. We're moving it to the Fifth Circuit Court. And in the Fifth mm -hmm. Circuit Court, we're going to move that um, to basically to address the constitutionality of the outdated National Firearms Act. Okay. All right. Uh, the uh, before we go to the break here, uh, one more question, and that is, uh, 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 the, uh, I think I heard you correctly. I just want to confirm it. You're on a criminal court track and a civil court lawsuit track. Is that correct? That's where that's where I'm pushing this towards with my legal team. Yes. Yeah. So the Fifth Circuit's on the criminal side. Yes. Uh, and, we're, and, and we're going to be filing suit against the ATF for the rev, for the illegal revocation, as mm -hmm. well for the uh, the Second Amendment right of the uh, with the restriction on the NFA, because no other right do you have to pay a tax for. You don't have to pay a tax go vote. You don't have to pay a tax, uh, you know, to have free speech, and you shouldn't have to pay a tax to have any kind of firearm, any kind especially when they're in common use uh, by law enforcement in the military. Well, I think every uh, eight, everyone 18 years or older should be required to have an, a, a, a MP4 in their house with uh, at least 15,000 rounds of ammunition per firearm uh, and, uh, and be susceptible to being called out uh, for at least local security by the National Guard. Uh, on a moment's notice uh, and have to have the training that's given in that way. I mean, that's my take on it. Uh, and uh, that would put a stop to all this silliness, quite frankly, George. Well, we got to take it one more commercial break, but when we come back, uh, uh, I want to talk to you about uh, that. You mentioned the tax implications. Uh, the next clip you'll see is, is IRS agents doing what the ATF's doing, except worse. We'll be right back on The Rob Main Show live here on the Red Voice Media Network after these messages. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back, the my pillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. <gasps> 
When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My Pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My Pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time, when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. Great Falls gun shop owner says he was targeted by federal agents Wednesday. In fact, he says he's been in the crosshairs of the government for a couple years now. 7.30, I came in and they pulled in behind me with 20 heavily armed agents. Tom Van Hoos says for two years, his Highwood Creek Outfitters gun shop has been the subject of surveillance by state and federal agencies, including the FBI, OSHA, Homeland Security, State of Montana, and now the IRS. And the fact that they think we make so much money as a gun business, uh, that they had to come investigate all the thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, whatever it is we supposedly absconded with. Anybody that knows the margins in the gun business knows they're not that high. Van Hoos says all he was told is that his business had been reported. He doesn't know by who. He thinks it's part of a nationwide pattern and feels it's political. I can only assume that because of the style of weapons that we have, and the press that's so against them, um, the current administration seems to be hell-bent on getting those guns out of the hands of average Americans. Tom says the agents were cordial and professional, but still felt invaded and now has lost nearly a whole day's revenue. I got 30 minutes of operating time in and made one $16 sale. Van Hoos says his shop has a good relationship with the ATF, which was also present. He says because his shop carries fun guns like AR-15s and AK-47s, their level of licensing draws more scrutiny. We have a reputation as, as dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's because there's so much legal fun to be had. It's, it's just not worth doing things that are going to get you in trouble. Cascade County Sheriff Jesse Slaughter says despite previous legislative attempts, there is no law stating the sheriff must be notified prior to any such investigation. The Great Falls Police Department was notified of the investigation and provided security. An IRS spokesperson was only able to confirm the agency was at Highwood Creek on official business. In Great Falls, Tim McGonigal, MTN News. Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show on Red Voice Media Network Live. Uh, and yes, we bring you the facts and the truth. We are audacious in that regard. We will continue to do it, even if they come to put us in jail for it, uh, like they are doing, uh, you know, InfoWars reporter, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Owen Scheuer got 60 days in jail for standing outside the Capitol and telling people don't go in the Capitol, uh, uh, it, where he was at uh, covering uh, the activities and the speakers and those kind of things that were supposed to be happening that day on January 6th. 60 days in jail for criminal speech. That's a quote. That's an attack, direct attack on the First Amendment. Today we're talking about direct attacks on the Second Amendment that are increasing and becoming more and more focused that average citizens, especially if they hold a federal firearms license and operate out of their home. Uh, the owner of PDW Solutions, uh, 
Mr. George Peterson is with us today to talk about his own raid that happened to him and his case and everything else uh, that's going on with these attacks on Americans' rights by our own government, by our own government. Remember, the government is exclusively tasked with protecting your rights. Well, George, welcome back. Thank you, Colonel. Well, now that was a story about the Montana raid, which was an IRS-based raid. And of course, the ATF was there uh, because they're all working together. Uh, so I guess the guy was so good at his, his ATF-type requirements that they had to bring the IRS in and find another reason uh, to uh, screw him over. But one of the pieces to that story was they mass uh, confiscated all of his 4473s, and he does a lot of business, a lot of business, obviously, as you heard in the in the deal. And that's one of the reasons why I asked you what that was, because the federal government's not uh, allowed to keep a gun registry of owners for common use weapons, are they? No, they're not. That's actually against the law. And for an I, for the IRS to confiscate his 4473s is totally illegal. And it's a way that they backdoor in with the ATF. I mean, it doesn't really matter because, you know, the ATF is under the Department of Treasury, just like the IRS. Right. So they're it basically is. the same. Um, but what they're doing is they're using this as a way of copying those 4473s to build a database, to build a, a registry, which is totally illegal. And what would they use that registry for, George? Well, if you remember the movie Red Dawn, the 1984 version, when the Cubans invaded that town in Colorado, the first thing that the Cuban colonel said is, go to the gun shop and get all the 4473, because that's how they can know who has guns and where to go to go confiscate them. Uh, do you see... Uh... Uh, gun confiscation on the horizon here in the United States of America, the only country that has a Second Amendment in its law? You know, these people continue to push the envelope, just like the, the governor in New Mexico. They're pushing the envelope to see what they can do uh, to extend uh, to where they can get to that point. They want to get to that point. And the problem is, is that, you know, a lot of individuals will say that they want they'll stand up to the government but when you're one person with your three children and you have 50 one you know these people that they on your clips you know they had 20 agents mm -hmm. they, had, yeah. they had cars from river road down the block they had two uh bomb squads two not one two they had their own little ATF news media crew out here videoing because they wanted to make a dog and pony show the only problem is they didn't get the show they wanted. And you know, they haven't even used it. And, but the problem is, is that, and my attorney's like, George, why are you so calm? You know, they're, they're after you. They're convicting you. They want to put you away. They want to take away your license, your livelihood. And I'm like, Rick, you got to understand, I'm a Second Amendment advocate. I've been fighting for the Second Amendment all my life. Right now, I got them where I want them because they stepped over the line and because they did that, we're going to take this to the to the, to the Fifth Circuit Court. We're going to take it to the Supreme Court. I've already sent the letter I sent you. I already sent mm -hmm. that to Congress. I already sent that to the people who are part of the House uh, subcommittee for the weaponization of government. 
and I've already talked to members of Congress's le legislative aides about what's going on here. Senator Kennedy, uh, Matt Gates, Mike Tom Mike uh, Johnson up in Shreveport. You know, I've talked yeah. to a lot of different you know offices right now, and I, all I can say is I got them where I want them. You know, God God didn't you know put me in this position to let me fail. And I believe in God, in God's favor, and that I will be victorious in being able to take these people to ask for what they're doing. The, the, the end of this is going to be where the Second Amendment is absolute, and that no politician, no prosecutor, no rogue government agent is going to overstep that line again. Because I'm going to, in court, I'm going to recite 18 to 41 and 242 and I'm mm -hmm. going to talk about you know the under the color of law that these people conspired to subvert the constitutional rights of the American people by taking away FFL licenses so is your case your case is in federal court already right yes. so so who do you complain write a complaint to about your rights being, uh, uh, you know, that code, that law being broken by trying to, under color of law, take away your rights. Who, who do you file a complaint with to get those people looked at and investigated? That's an excellent question because most lay people don't know about the Office of Inspector General. The OIG is who is, does oversight on these federal uh, agencies. Between that and the uh, House uh, Oversight Committees, those are the people who are going to hold these people accountable. And hopefully, you know, if um, Speaker McCarthy will do what he's supposed to be, what he's tasked to do, start defunding some of these people. You know, cutting uh, Dental Box uh, and Christopher Ray's salary. Mm -hmm. You know, defund yeah. these people so that they can yield uh, to you know abiding by the constitutional. Our, um, um, authority that's given to them. I mean, they were well, so out of bounds. If our friend Matt Gates over in Florida is uh, successful, based on what he said today on the House floor, uh, he has lit the fuse to force McCarthy to follow the promises that he made to do exactly those kinds of things: defund not just individuals and agencies, uh, uh, but you, you know, under the Holman Rule, you can defund the individual. Uh, so they're not getting paychecks, and you know what? If a if a ATF office, regional office, is doing things like this, the head of that office and their deputy should be defunded. Defund their secretaries, their admin assistants, everything, uh, and that's the level of effort that we've got to have uh, on the uh, congressional side. And it's entirely doable, George, because we put Republicans in charge of the House of Representatives. And hopefully McCarthy will get off his butt and uh, get the job done. Or, as Gates said today, he's going to call to vacate the chair. And then we'll see 15 rounds of voting uh, on that uh, And uh, because we got to hold him accountable, man. Well, we're out of time, George. Uh, 30 seconds. Where can people find you? Uh, how can they help you? Uh, and uh, uh, when is your next, you know, date, you know, court date or whatever? So uh, we have what's called a sentencing date coming up on uh, November 28th. And I've been in contact with all of my students because I'm also an, uh, a firearms instructor. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking to my students and my customers 
uh, my friends, uh, people in law enforcement, people, you know, in, in political realm, because I've been on the Republican State Social Committee before, you know, and I'm like, you know, a letter of reference, a character reference, doesn't have to be with regard to, this, to, to the case or something, just what you know about me particularly as an individual and what I've been, what I've been known for uh, over the years as being a community-minded individual. Um, we're, we're, you know, I, I believe that where we're going to this, it's going to be, uh, the appeal is going to be the key. And that's going to be the next step. Uh, I'm, set, I'm setting up a, a GoFundMe. I have it. I have to finish doing whatever little administrative stuff on my GoFundMe. And I might try okay. some other things. So my social media is PDW Solutions LLC on both uh, Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, okay. And that's where you'll find my links to or my notifications or anything that I have regarding uh, any kind of funding uh, crowdsourcing uh, that I might set up. Okay, so uh, go out there and look for PDW Solutions LLC on social media. Mr. George Peterson, thank you, George, for joining us today and telling your story. It's very important, uh, folks, uh, and uh, get in touch with him and follow him and, uh, and help him out uh, for the legal cost because the process is the punishment. We know that now, uh, and uh, we will uh, see you out there, George. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you, Colonel. Good seeing you again. Well, your rights are under attack by our rogue federal government, period. There's no questions, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We have to push back through every means available that we have. Uh, and at some point, it is our duty to abolish this government and reinstitute one that will protect our rights because it is no longer doing it. It's in fact, it is actively attacking and trying to destroy your civil rights. And it doesn't matter whether it's voting, speaking, thinking, carrying a firearm to protect yourself, your family, and your country. It doesn't matter. Uh, this governor of New Mexico is the harbinger of the next step. And that was a test. Push back on it and push back like Americans. Show your firearms like the good people in Old Town Albuquerque did just yesterday. I'm Rob Manus, Red Voice Media Network, live, facts, truth, dangerous. And Tucker Carlson's still laughing. We'll see you tomorrow, Whistleblower Wednesday, where we'll hear about the military's cover-up of the vaccine adverse effects on the force. <laughs> Biden and his cronies have lost over $3 trillion of America's retirement savings in 2022 alone. With inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing, do you have a plan to protect your wealth? Our friends at American Alternative Assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com. 
www.wealthpromoters.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. How in the world could such a small group of people with limited resources change world history? But in fact, that's happening, and it's the power of the truth. The truth is like kryptonite. Healthcare isn't, in some sense, working very well. Foster Colson is thinking about this. He's got a new company, an online healthcare platform called The Wellness Company. Telehealth company called The Wellness Company. The Wellness Company. TWC.health is The Wellness Company. The most popular product is the detoxification supplement that features natokinase. Natokinase is the only enzyme that we're aware of right now that dissolves the spike protein. Spike protein is loaded in the body with the COVID-19 infection and definitely with the vaccines. We've been completely accurate on the spread of the virus, early treatment, on the deficiencies in hospital care, and now the deaths that are occurring after vaccination. This is a human outrage and it's occurring at the end of a hypodermic needle. Isn't it interesting? Natural substance is combating this man-made disaster. Moms and dads of America, you love your kids. You love God. You love this country. And you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American 